Hi Dilly Doe, episode number four. Uh, yesterday I spoke a bit about awareness and I'm going to continue on from that slightly and I'm going to give you a bit of an anecdote. So I was making lunch for my two kids there yesterday. More specifically, I was actually tidying up after lunch. They were still kind of eating it or finishing it and I was tidying up as I go. And I turned around and I looked at Fionn, my six-year-old. And at, at first glance, I thought he was having some sort of a fucking fit or a seizure or something. He was wildly firing his head backwards and forwards like he was in a fucking pilled out of his head in a rave or something and I was just I was struck for a second I was kind of speechless just for a split second and I knew he wasn't actually having a seizure because there's a there's a there's an eeriness to involuntary movement that I've seen before uh, in people I've, I've seen people kind of spasm and it's it's spine chilling that there's, there's something to an involuntary movement it's just kind of creepy he didn't have this. He looked somewhat possessed, but he was seemed to be in, in control. And as I said, like, his head was wildly flailing forward and back, forward and back, to the side, and he was moving his arms. And I go, buddy, you are right. And I don't think he completely ignored me. I genuinely don't think he was in the fucking building. And I go, here, buddy. And he looks up. And I go, you are right. And he goes, yeah. And I go, what are you doing? And I go, he goes, looks at me as if, like, he was just there eating his lunch and goes, what do you mean, what am I doing? I was like, buddy, you were f- flailing around all over the place. And he was like, yeah, I was dancing. I was like, why are you dancing there? And he looked at me like I was stupid and he goes, to the tunes. And as I said, what tunes? I tuned into the music that was playing in the kitchen. And as it happens, it was smack my bitch up with the prodigy. Not exactly appropriate for a six-year-old boy, never mind a two-year-old girl. So I fucking fairly quick, smart, skip that tune. But it it just made me. It just it just it just made me notice how such a and it was such an imperfect. It was blah, blah 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 blah. It was such a perfect encapsulation of how two people can be in the same environment, but on two completely different fucking wavelengths. I mean, I'm not exactly sure what was going through my head, but I was drying cutlery after making lunch, so not a whole pile. And there he was, fucking giving it socks! And we're in the same environment. I, For whatever reason, I had just completely zoned out of my music. It was just playing in the background. I, I often have my, my tunes on, um, on shuffle, basically, in the background. And it's usually the odd F word that I kind of go, oh, jeez, better skip that one. But this time it was obviously fun. But it just goes to show how two people in the same environment can be on completely, totally and utterly different levels or spaces or, or, or whatever way you want to phrase it. And it just, it made me notice something. We tend to be fucking black belts in noticing other people's moods. But pitifully poor at noticing our own mood. We, we lack self... We have awareness. We have awareness of others to beat the fucking band. We can spot someone a mile off and know if they're in good or bad form. But it's very hard to to see yourself, if that makes sense. Like, you can look at yourself in a mirror, but when you look at yourself in a mirror, what's happening is you're looking at yourself in a mirror. You're not seeing yourself from a, a different perspective. That's why it's always useful if you see yourself on a video, say, and you don't know you're being recorded. That's a great way of, of actually looking at yourself. Because without that, without without the knowledge of you being recorded, you're being yourself. As soon as you are in front of the mirror, for a start, you can only see yourself kind of head on. You can't see yourself from the side, obviously. 
But I digress. The reason that I'm bringing this up is just to, to hammer home that idea of being aware of your own mood. Because if you're not aware of your own mood, then what tends to happen is if you're in piss bad form and you don't realize it, then herself or himself, whatever the case may be, say something to you. You go, you just look at them as like, how could you say something like that to me? When you, and what is in your head, what you're thinking is, how could you say that to me when I'm in this mood? But they don't fucking realize that you're in a mood. And them not realizing that you're in a mood is more forgivable than you not realizing you're in a mood. Because that's what awareness is. It's 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 all well and good of, for the most part being aware of other people's moods when they're obviously you know sad, jealous, envious, remorseful, empathetic, angry, intimidated, scared, furious, regretful, whatever of the fucking plethora of different emotions that are more easily noticed than others. You can forgive them for that, but what's harder to forgive is your own ignorance of your own mood. That's far more important. Because if everybody was aware of their own mood, maybe they'd stay clear of maybe they'd stay clear of people that really bug them when they're in that type of a mood. But what happens is people don't even realise that they're in a mood, and then they put themselves into situations. And I say they, when I, whenever I say they, I mean me. And I've no reason to believe that I'm any different than fucking most people. Maybe a little different. I'm a little bit weird, but you know, we all have our quirks. But I suppose the the point that I'm laboring to get to here is how are you supposed to have solid relationships with people if A, you can't be sure what's going on in their head and B, you're completely unaware of what's going on in your own head. But look, more awareness on another day. Before I forget, I mentioned a bit about um, diet yesterday and not really diet, but more, more fuel. I think dieting, if it was viewed as fueling, might help people a little bit better. So the analogy that I gave was So the analogy to the human body I'm going to use is a car. And the analogy that I gave was the two types of fuel that the car can use is diesel is one, petrol is another, and a mixture of the two is the third, call it. And in the human body, there's fat, there's sugar, and there's a bit of both. Now, there's two things that I didn't mention yesterday that are relative here, and that's fiber and protein. My understanding of fiber, because I googled it before I did this, is that fiber is carbs that happen that your body hasn't been able to process into sugar so whatever is left over is what's called fiber it's indigestible and it aids in the digestion of other things and keeping you regular from a shitting point of view for want of a better term the other thing is protein. Now, I'm going to stretch the analogy with the car a little bit further. Think of the think of the the consumables in your car. So your tires they're con- they're they're consumed through use. Your um, wiper blades they're consumed through use. But imagine if the car could repair itself. Imagine you could buy a car that ran on either diesel or petrol or a mixture of both. And you never had to replace the windscreen wipers and you never had to replace the tires because they literally regenerated themselves. What you need in order for it to keep regenerating itself is protein. And that's basically what the human body does. When something gets worn down, muscle fiber, say, it gets worn down, it needs protein to build that back up. So now you've got a full degree in uh, nutrition. You're welcome. But in keeping with the fueling analogy, there are mental fuels. 
there are certain people can be positive or ne- certain people can be positive or negative mental fuels and you can feel this there are some people that are just a joy to be around and there are some people that you need a six week holiday when you have to talk to them on the phone for five minutes because they're just they're just painful and I spoke yesterday about the idea of getting out of your own way pulling your finger out of your arse and going off and getting after it whatever it is whether it's losing weight or running faster or maybe working harder or studying more or mean being more productive you know whatever it is that you that it is that you want to do and you're trying to go out and get it you need to fuel that a with your diet but most people when they say diet they're talking about the food that you're eating and that's all well and good but there's a second type of fuel and it's a mental fuel and a lot of it's to do with your outlook so whether you've a, a positive or a negative outlook on something. And COVID is the, I don't know, it's just the best example I can think of. And I've spoken before, on I think it was in the previous solo season, about this idea of doing two moods of mine. So I would swing fairly wildly from one to the other in relation to COVID. So on it depends on the day of the week that you ask me. I might tell you that COVID is just the fucking worst thing ever. And then, you know, a week later or a day later or maybe after lunch, I could tell you it's the best thing ever. So I'm hoping to do an episode whereby I give you a taste of my internal dialogue in both moods just to show you the power of your outlook on what's happening. Because the COVID pandemic is an, ob- it's an objective thing. It's, it's out there in the world. There's a lot of, you know, question marks over it, but the general consensus is there's a virus spreading around the world. It's killing a tiny percentage of the people that get it. You know, we have to stop the spread of it so we don't overwhelm our A&E services and all that jazz. I don't want to get down into too much detail about that, but it's objectively happening worldwide. But how it affects you is not entirely, but let's say 95% down to how you view it. Your perception is your reality. Whatever you perceive it to be, that's what it is. So if it's the thing that's after ripping your livelihood away from you, and if it's the thing that's after leaving your business in ashes, if it's the second time this has happened to you, which is the second time it's happened to me, I was in the crest of a fucking wave in 2008, and boom, how's the fucking global financial crash for you? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Fucking, what? what is it? Fucking 12 years later, I finally get back on my feet and I have a flourishing business. I have employees and everything's just getting better and better and better and better. And boom, some fucking smelly Chinese prick eats a bat or a penguin or some such shit. And, you know, three months later, half the planet has a fucking infectious disease. But anyway, your mentality towards that happening is everything. I could have fucking cried myself asleep when I had to close my business for the second fucking time this year. But, you know... I got on with it because I could be at home now in bed not having gotten up because I stayed up drinking and smoking the head off myself till four in the morning. That could be the me that I am now. But instead, thanks in no small part to the people that I have around me giving me the fucking push to pull the finger out and get the podcast on the go. Now, I can't exactly go driving around interviewing people when we're on a national lockdown, but I can do the solos. It was an excuse. It was the perfect excuse. And I can drive around when I finish this mobile studio of mine. I'll have some crack when I get stopped at a checkpoint. But look, it'll be COVID-friendly or COVID-safe and all the rest of it. And I would argue at least that what I'm doing here is a public service of sorts without sounding too fucking grandiose about it. But the point again that I'm laboring to make here is be very, very careful 
about who you share things with, especially if you're on a diet buzz or a fitness buzz or both. Maybe you're getting into meditation. Maybe you're getting into breathing. Maybe you're getting into a bit of barefoot walking. Maybe you're doing all of the above and more. Be very, very careful who you share that information with. Recently, I've set up, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode as well, uh, what's called a dojo, which is basically just a, generally speaking, a large matted area that martial arts are performed on. So I have quite the dojo going at the minute. It's something that I've kind of always wanted in the back of my mind. It's funny, I didn't really know how much I wanted it till I fucking went and got it. And I've been building on it over the years, and it, it's 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 gotten to a substantial size now. It's fucking 45 square meters or something. Most gyms don't have that kind of thing. But why I'm mentioning all this is... I was very careful who I've sent pictures of it to because more recently I've they're double-sided, they're blue on one side and red on the other side, which means that you can put kind of patterns and designs into the mat. And I've put OTL down the middle of the mat. Now, it's kind of hard to see because I don't have a gap between the O and the T and the T to the L. So it's a bit kind of hard to make out. But I sent it to a couple of people and the couple of people I sent it to all wrote back saying, that is fucking deadly. That is class. Fair fucking play to you. Can't wait to go down and have a roll or fucking train on it or whatever else. And that was brilliant. But I very, very specifically didn't send it to a couple of people because I know the reply I would have gotten back from them would have been something along the lines of, isn't it great that you can have so much when so many have so little? That would be the mentality. Or either that or something along the lines of, oh, I wish I could have something like that, but I guess that's not, that's not on the cards for me. And you need, maybe not to avoid these people entirely, but you certainly shouldn't be spreading your good news or sharing your good news with them. If you know, first and foremost, that all you're going to get is negativity, you don't need that. There's enough fucking negativity in the world without you going out and looking for more. And that obviously works the other way as well. I mean, there are certain people that when I send something to them, you always you're guaranteed positivity back from them and it's great to know that before you send something there's a a friend of mine um who's writing tunes at the minute and he sends them to me and i don't know whether he's aware of this or not but i'll do nothing but give that man encouragement absolutely nothing but encouragement is all he's going to get from me now am i does that mean that i'm not going to critique it of course i'm going to critique it if i think that something isn't as isn't up to his own standard I'll mention it to you. That's just positive feedback. But generally speaking, 99% of what I'm going to say to him is just encouragement because people get so fucking little of it. People get so fucking little of it and it goes so far. Like, again, I know I've mentioned him a couple of times, but Mr. McQuillan, I've said that he was at me to get this back up and going, this the solo podcast. But like, it didn't take much. He mentioned it in passing, you know, two or three times over the last month. But it just goes to show the benefit, the knock-on effect, I suppose, the rippling effect of one good deed. So he mentions it to me two or three times over the course of a month. I end up doing it. I personally get massive benefit out of it. I'm already after hearing it from half a dozen people who've gone running, who've timed their lap around the block, who started doing press-ups, who started doing these other things. It's fuck, like the knock-on effect from everything is just, it's it's massive. And even... Like, if you're out running the block, people driving by who see you, you've affected them. You're literally changing not only your own environment, but the environment around you. And if everybody was able to fucking, if everyone who was able went out and fucking went after it a little bit, we just live in a fucking better world. And on that note, if you're enjoying these and you're getting benefit from them and you think what I'm doing is valuable and good, I used to say, you know, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that helps. And it does, 
But what's better is if you send it to somebody who, an individual, I don't mean share it to your page, I mean actually send it to an individual you know and go, hey Mary or hey Brian, I've been listening to this and I actually think you really like it. Give it a lash. That's 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 real sharing. Hitting the share button, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be grateful if you do it, but I'm going to be far more grateful if you actually help somebody else help themselves. So on that somewhat shamelessly self-promotional note, I'll chat you tomorrow.